Well, hello, my friends. Welcome to Hope for Your Heart. This is a Thursday broadcast, and we are almost at the end of another week of broadcasts. And so I want to encourage you to join me today and tomorrow. And uh, this is a ministry of Hickory Ridge Community Church here in Chesapeake, Virginia. And I would love to meet you. Several of the broadcast listeners I've had the opportunity to meet. Several of you started to come to our church. Thank you so much for that. And uh, some of you have been corresponding through text messages. So appreciate that. But love to have you join me this Sunday at 9 o'clock or 1045. So today and tomorrow, uh, we're going to be looking at the book of Hebrews. And I'm going to be talking about claims that only Jesus can make. I found 15 of them, okay? I would try to cover half of them today and the other half on the Friday broadcast. But in Hebrews chapter 1, it says, Long ago, at many times, and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son. So Jesus is going to make some claims, 15 of them that I found in the book of Hebrews. And these are claims that only he can make. We see a transition taking place. Now God is speaking through his son, not just through the prophets, but through his word and through his son. You know, the Raytheon Corporation produced their first commercial microwave oven in 1954. It was called the 1161 Radar Range. It was huge. It was expensive, and it had 1,600 watts. The first domestic microwave oven was produced in 1967 by Amana, which is a division of Raytheon. Uh, Did you know that the first email was sent in 1971 by computer engineer Ray Tomlinson? In 1971, that email was simple. It was a test message to himself. The email was sent from one computer to another computer that was sitting right beside him in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and it traveled via ARPANET. It was a network of computers that was a precursor to the internet. Now, let me ask you something. Have you ever done something the same way for a long time and it worked, but then you were introduced to a better way? You think about cooking. I remember when microwaves first came out, it became popular. You know, I was just a teenager by the time they began to be popular, and my grandmother would not by a microwave. She said, those things are dangerous. She was afraid it was going to burn down her house. Uh, She was afraid she was going to get cancer from the microwave. And she says, what's wrong with the old stove that I've been using for the last 50 years, right? Uh, She was very reluctant uh, and she was in her 80s, but you know, she lived to be 97 years old for her 90th birthday. We got her a microwave oven. And you know what she said? She said, you know, I've been wanting to buy one of these things, uh, but what, after I said against them, I kind of felt weird buying one. I'm so glad that she got me a microwave. You see, things change. I remember when email started becoming very popular. A lot of people said, man, I, I don't know if we can trust email. I, I like the old-fashioned snail mail. Uh, well, the problem with the old-fashioned snail mail and the benefit of email is that email gets to you instantaneously. You have a record of when the email was sent. Uh, who you sent it to. So if somebody says, well, I didn't get your letter, well, we don't usually trace snail mail, but we can trace your email. So if somebody says, well, I didn't get your email, uh, you can see when it was posted and when it was sent. You see, things change. Long time ago, many times, in many ways, God spoke by the prophets. But in these last days, he is speaking through his son. 
So let's look at some statements that Jesus only can claim himself. Uh, Number one, Jesus speaks it all. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through prophets at many times in various ways, but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Now, D.L. Moody said, the Bible was not given to increase our knowledge, but to change our lives. When we think about how things are changing, when you think about how quickly things are changing, great increase in technology, lots of travel. Daniel chapter 12, verse number four, says that many will go back and forth. Knowledge will increase in the latter days. This prophecy, most scholars believe that this verse predicts the rapid increase in knowledge and travel in the latter days. Now, the reason knowledge increases is because the time of the end is near. Increasing numbers of humans will have an unprecedented opportunity to read for themselves and to understand the words of God. This increase of knowledge in the end times is a sign of the soon return of Christ. Just this past weekend, we were able in real time to connect with and pray with our brothers and sisters in Nigeria. They're preparing to do big conferences uh, over the Christmas time, but they're experiencing lots of persecution. So we asked if we could connect with them on Sunday afternoon. We spent a couple hours with them, the leadership of the church there in Nigeria and Pastor Friday. We had an amazing time. We were connected instantaneously, though they're 5,000 miles away from us. We were able to pray with them and worship with them and celebrate with them. So things changed when Jesus stepped onto the planet. Things changed drastically. You know, when you think about the Word of God, Jesus says, you know, when you are alone, that he will expound all things to his disciples. That's Mark 4.34. In the business of our world, Jesus speaks and he speaks it all, but we must be listening to him. In these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. So I want to encourage you, get into God's word. God will speak through his word. So we learn that Jesus speaks it all, but Jesus also owns it all whom he appointed heir of all things. That's verse number two. The psalmist says in Psalm 24, verse number one, the earth is the Lord's and everything that is in it, the world and all who live in it. You see, everything belongs to Jesus. Lots of people may make big claims about what they own, but Jesus owns it all. In John 16, 30, we learn that Jesus knows all things, and he has no need for anyone to question him. He says, if you believe that, that came from God. You see, Jesus knows it all. Jesus owns it all. In Isaiah chapter 11, referring to Jesus, the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of strength, the spirit of knowledge in fear of the Lord. Isaiah 53, 11, as a result of the anguish of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied. 
by his knowledge to righteous one, my servant will justify the many as he will bear their iniquities. So we've learned a lot about Jesus's claims already. We've learned that Jesus speaks it all. We've learned that Jesus owns it all. And then number three, we learn that Jesus made it all. He created all things. Verse number two, and through whom also he made the universe. Jesus is the creator and the sustainer of all things. He was there at creation. Remember when God made Adam and Eve? Moses records the conversation that God had. He said, let us make man in the image of God. So in the image of God, he made them male and female. Well, why would it be saying us? Because God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, three in one, one in three, the one in the middle died for me. They're there at creation. Jesus made it all, and he sustains it all. Romans eleven thirty six, for from him and through him and to him are all things. Well, we don't stop there. We learn number four, Jesus reflects it all. Verse number three, the sun is the radiance of God's glory. Jesus is reflecting the glory of God. When Jesus was on earth, he reflected the glory of God. He fulfilled the purpose in his life by glorifying his Father, even when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. Remember what he said? He said, if it be possible that this cup pass for me, Jesus is getting ready to be betrayed. He's getting ready to be crucified. He's in the garden sweating great drops of blood, dying of a broken heart. And he said, if it be possible, let this pass from me. But then he says, nevertheless, or nonetheless, not my will, but yours be done. Why? Because Jesus reflects the radiance of God's glory. He does that by being obedient to God's will for his life. Do you really want to reflect God's glory? Be obedient to God. And by being obedient to God, you reflect the glory of God. Well, we've learned a lot, haven't we? Number five. Jesus is God over all. Verse number three, the sun is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of his being. So overall, now John 1.1 says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. But then we drop down to verse number 14, John 1. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the one and only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus is God over all. And nobody else can say that. Uh, what a blessing that is to know that. Jesus in John 10 30 says, I and my Father are one. Isaiah 9 6 For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. God is over all. He can bring peace even in the midst of disaster. Even Thomas, after seeing the risen Savior, he doubted that Jesus rose again. He went so far to say, unless I can put my fingers in the nail-pierced hands 
and put my hand into the side where they thrust that spear. I'm not going to believe. But then Jesus shows up. John 20, 28. Thomas, upon seeing Jesus, answered and said unto him, My Lord, my God. Thomas recognized that Jesus is God over all. And then Jesus himself said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. What a blessing to know that Jesus is God of all, joint heirs with God the Father. What a blessing it is to know that. Well, we got to move on because of time. Uh, Let me move on to the next point. Number six, Jesus sustains all. You see, he didn't take us like, you remember those old-fashioned wind-up clocks, those alarm clocks? that I had one of those for years. And if you forget to wind that thing up, it will just die on you, right? And so every night you crank it up and it'll get you through another day, right? Some people think that's how God created the universe, that he just put it together and uh, just hurled it out into the atmosphere and uh, it's winding down, right? And eventually it's going to be ending because it needs to be rewound. Well, Jesus not only created all things, but by his powerful word, he sustains all things. He keeps it going. So it doesn't have to be constantly wound up by us. He keeps it going. You think about that. What did you do to make the earth spin around in 24 hours? Nothing. What did you do to create the seasons? Nothing. Listen, no matter how you live your life, it's going to be winter, and then it's going to be spring, and then it's going to be summer, and then it's going to be fall. And it's going to happen next year, just like it did last year. A hundred years from now, if the Lord tarries and is coming, it will continue on. It will go on a cycle of 24 hours. That's how it is, because Jesus is sustaining it all. Number seven, Jesus forgives all. We're still in verse number three. After he had provided purification for sins. Jesus forgives all. All who are willing to receive him as Lord and Savior will receive his forgiveness. Now, there is one sin that Jesus doesn't forgive. In Matthew chapter 12, Jesus talks about the one sin that will not be forgiven. Let me give you the reference again. Matthew 12, 23. And whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. So there is no sin that is unforgivable except rejecting the Holy Spirit. You know, I believe the Holy Spirit, one time or another, will visit the heart of every human being and give enough light so that that person will take the next step in discovering who Jesus is. That's why we send missionaries all throughout the globe so they can hear the good news of Jesus Christ. We have found that even in countries that don't have a strong gospel presence, God has placed upon their consciousness that certain things are right and certain things are wrong. God has given them a beautiful creation for them to desire a relationship with the one who created it. And because of that creation and consciousness, God draws people unto himself. That's why it's so important that we support missionaries that go to those hard places and share the gospel wherever they go, because people are looking. 
to have that void filled in their life. It was Vance Havner who said, God created every person, every man, every woman, every boy, every girl with a God-shaped void. And only God can fill that void. Well, we try to put different things into that. It's like putting a square peg in a round hole. It almost fits, and for a while it might feel like it's okay, but only God can fill that void. Jesus forgives all. He has provided the purification that we need for our sins. Number eight, Jesus is behind it all, and he knows it all. Verse number four, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. In John 18, kind of coincides with this verse number four. John 18 says, Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went and asked them, who are you looking for? I am him. And when he said this, they drew back and they fell to the ground. What a powerful passage that Jesus is behind it all and he knows it all. Paul recognized this when he said, all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purposes. Now, he doesn't say all things are good, but God, Jesus himself is behind it all. He knows it all. He knows the good, the bad, and the ugly, and he will take the bad and the ugly and turn it to good. Now, when we think about that, it doesn't say all things are good. No, it says all things work together for good. Even those setbacks in your life, even those bad moments in your life, even those sinful times in your life, God can take that and he can turn it into good. So don't go down the lane of guilt. Don't go down that avenue of regrets. Realize that Jesus can forgive. He knows everything that you've done. Did you know that secret sin here on this earth is open scandal in heaven? God is not up in heaven and says, oh my, I cannot believe that Pastor Calvin just did that. My sins don't take him by surprise. He is well aware of them, but he is also behind giving forgiveness, offering up forgiveness. Jesus is behind it all. He knows it all. Jesus forgives all. He sustains all. Jesus is able with his infinite power to be God over all. Jesus can reflect it all. The sun is the radiance of God's glory. Jesus is able to live in such a way that he owns it all. And then we learn first that Jesus speaks it all. I'm going to give you one more because we're getting toward the end of the broadcast. And you have to join me Friday to get the last several points here. But number nine is Jesus is worshipped by it all. Did you know everything worships Jesus? Some things now, some things later, but ultimately one day every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, but not only will people worship him. The Bible says here, beginning at verse number five, for to which of the angels did God say, you are my son, today I become your father, or again I will be his father, and he will be my son, and again. When God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. We learn from this passage that the angels are going to be worshiping God in all of eternity. 
You and I who are believers will be worshiping God in all of eternity, even those who reject him. During that great white throne judgment, when the books are open, they will bow and worship him. It'll be too late because they'll be forced to worship. They'll be separated from him in all of eternity, but all creation will worship him. Even the rocks will cry out if we don't worship him. You see, Jesus is worshiped by it all. You know, because of that, we have this wonderful opportunity to live in liberty. The Bible says this, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, Philippians 2.10. Isaiah weighs in on this as well. Isaiah 45, 23, I have sworn by myself, the word has gone forth from my mouth in righteousness, and I'll not turn back, that to me every knee will bow, every tongue will swear allegiance. Paul even weighs in on it. He says, why do you judge your brother? Or why do you belittle your brother? For we all stand before God's judgment seat. As it is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue confess to you that you are God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. All creation will worship him. As you think about that, why not get in practice of worshiping Jesus right now? Don't wait until you get to heaven to worship him. Hey, listen, if you're waiting to get to heaven to worship him, uh, you're probably not a believer. Why not today? Start worshiping him. Worship him in spirit and in truth. Gather together weekly and corporately worship with other believers in Christ. You know, when we worship together, we sing songs together, we sing praises together. You know who we're doing that for? We're doing that for the Lord. You know why I preach a message? I don't really preach it for you. I don't really preach it for my congregation. I don't even technically preach it for myself. I preach it to glorify God. And so I pray every word that I utter, every phrase that I say, even every story that I say, and every dad joke that I tell, I pray that one way or another, it brings glory to God. Jesus is to be worshiped by all. And one day that will happen. Well, I want you to join me tomorrow as we finish up this list of statements, 15 statements or claims that only Jesus can make. So, in the closing moments, I found out that um, that consumers are spending a lot of money on clothing and coffee and and chocolate and and uh, and they're spending a lot of money on gifts. And maybe in the closing moments of this broadcast, you would like to support this broadcast. Now, I don't often talk about the needs of the broadcast, but there is cost to produce it and there's cost to put us on air. And uh, the congregation of Hickory Ridge Community Church are bearing that cost, and we don't mind bearing that cost, but we want to give you an opportunity this time of the year to maybe um, give a gift toward this ministry. And so you can go online and make a gift to Hickory Ridge Community Church. If you go to wwwhrcc 7 Org, you can click Give Online, and uh, we'll be happy to receive any gift that you have for this broadcast. And, uh, and you will get a charitable contribution letter at the end of the year. 
uh, and our appreciation to you in supporting this broadcast. But we're so excited that we have been given this opportunity. And uh, not only are we involved in paying for the expense of this broadcast, but we're also heavily involved in missions. And so right now, our Christmas offering for 2023, in part, will go toward helping people in Nigeria. And uh, we're going to try to raise some money to give them some rice and some beans for an upcoming Christmas convention that they're doing in Nigeria. Now, Pastor Friday is the real deal. Pastor Friday and his wife, Precious, uh, her name fits her. She's Precious, okay? They're doing an amazing job in Nigeria. And oftentimes, you know, you give money, you never get to see the missionary that you're giving your money to. Well, we get to see Pastor Friday at least once a year. He comes back here to the United States and he gives us an update, but he's doing an amazing thing. If you'd like to be involved in providing for those Nigerian believers so they can come to this convention, learn about Christ and be born again, you can give toward that as well. Just go to hrcc7.org and uh, and you can sow toward that ministry as well. I want to thank you ahead of time for your generosity in supporting this ministry. We so appreciate all that God is doing. I look forward to spending the last day of the week with you. So join me tomorrow as we look at 15 claims that only Jesus can make. If you'd like to hear this broadcast again, you can have a free download at buzzsprout.com backslash 1890557, or you can listen on Amazon, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast. Hickory Ridge Community Church is located at 3320 Battlefield Boulevard South in Chesapeake, Virginia. Sunday service times are 9 a.m. and 1030 a.m. We'd love for you to join us. For more information, go to hrcc7.org. And remember, no matter what you're going through, in Jesus Christ, there is always hope for your heart.